Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. Jimmy Garoppolo is on the move, but where is he headed? Toronto Raptors have the pieces to trade for Kevin Durant, and there's a quarterback in the AFC that everyone is overlooking. I'm Kainani Stevens, in for Peter Bukowski. The NFL season right around the corner. One of the biggest names we've been trying to talk about, find a landing spot for, figure out what was going on with Jimmy Garoppolo has officially been given the go-ahead to find a trade for himself. Now, as to where he's going to end up, we have no idea. Ross Jackson from Locked On NFL, Locked On Saints has to join us and help us speculate a little bit. Now that we know that Jimmy G is going to be moving somewhere, where are some possible landing spots that might make sense for him? Yeah, like there, there's going to be a couple of spots that that sort of make sense. But the fact of the matter here is that I just want to say, even with the worst teams in the NFL right now, any trade that happens for Jimmy Garoppolo is effectively going to put him in a quarterback competition. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit of an interesting thing to see how all the financials would work out in those cases, things like that. But a couple of places that definitely make sense, the Seattle Seahawks. I know right now they've got Geno Smith as well as Drew Locke following the Russell Wilson trade. So Jimmy Garoppolo getting in, involved there. I don't, it depends on how good they feel about Drew Locke, if that's a competition or if they're willing to turn over the keys to a guy that, you know, just had shoulder surgery at this point in the offseason or at an earlier point in the offseason. Uh, the Detroit Lions could be a spot. How confident are you in Jared Goff moving forward? But it feels like the Lions are trying to move away from making mistakes. So I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is really the route that they go. A really interesting one could be the Atlanta Falcons. They've got Desmond Ritter there as the future guy. Do they feel like Marcus Mariota can really keep them competitive in 2022 or would they want to give the guy like give a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo uh, a shot and then move him on you know move on from him when it's time to move into the Desmond Ritter area that could be an interesting sort of bridge quarterback situation for Atlanta but not a lot of clean places for Jimmy G to land at this point when you're talking about you know either Seattle or maybe Atlanta those are teams kind of rebuilding a little bit at this point like they've given up a lot of stuff and is Jimmy Garoppolo is not super reliable, dependable. There's a lot of money involved there. Does that really make sense for them to be doing? Not saying they won't do it, but does it really financially make any sense? Yeah, that's going to be the really tricky part is how do all these financials work out? Is is San Francisco going to have to foot some of the bill in order to move move on from him, which, you know, would allow them to get, you know, some assets back, some some trade assets, things like that. Uh, I don't know how much you even get for Jimmy Garoppolo at this point, especially the shoulder surgery issue, how unreliable he's been, how hard it's been to keep him and get him out on the field in the first place for any team that decides to make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. You're kind of taking a shot in the dark here and it's a big risk. A lot of these teams are already ready to head into training camp with their signal callers. Is it really worth messing up your quarterback room right now, messing up your financials and giving up trade assets for a guy that might see the field? I don't know. Is there any chance? I know they've been going back and forth about whether he's even cleared to practice and play because at first he wasn't. Now he's getting traded. So he is. But is there any chance we see him in San Francisco still when, if they can't find someone? Yeah, anything is possible. That's for sure. And in any case here, if they're not able to find a trade partner, I don't think that San Francisco cuts him or anything like that. They they keep him. I mean, look, they're turning their hand in the keys over to Trey Lance here, who we haven't really seen play in the NFL yet. So if that young quarterback isn't quite ready, having a significant starter that knows your system or 
let me say a, a starter with significant knowledge of your system more than a significant starter himself. But if you're able to kind of default to somebody that already knows your system and has been a starting quarterback in your system before, it's not a bad situation for San Francisco to be in in that case. So I think they hold enough leverage here to see if there's a trade partner out there and if there's any deal that's worth them taking. But otherwise, I imagine Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a San Francisco 49er in 2022. Stay up to date on the NFL and the New Orleans Saints and subscribe to Locked On Sports Today, Locked On Saints, and Locked On NFL podcasts on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, why the Toronto Raptors can put together a trade package for Kevin Durant. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You're probably already tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at built have made it into the puffs bar. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor. You love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Stop drooling and listen on. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, but they still taste great. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. So if you go to built.com now, make sure you get some before they sell out. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So eat something that tastes good, but it's also good for you. If you go to built.com and you can use our promo code locked 15, it gets you 15% off of your order. Just have to put in that promo code of locked 15 at built.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. There's a new tight end in Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers signing former Minnesota Vikings and New York Giants tight end Kyle Rudolph to a one-year deal. NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reported that on Wednesday night. The signing comes roughly a month after former Bucks tight end Rob Gronkowski announced his retirement, though speculation has abounded in regard to how long Gronk's retirement will stick. Rudolph's arrival will at least be a bridge until the future Hall of Famer has a change of heart. It also gives the Bucks a veteran tight end with an impressive resume. James Harden said he'd take a pay cut to help the Sixers build out their roster, and he meant it. The superstar signed a two-year deal that includes a player option for the second year. Harden is saving the Sixers just over $14 million since he declined what would have been a $47.4 million option for this upcoming season. That financial flexibility allowed Philly to sign free agents P.J. Tucker and Daniel House using the mid-level and biannual exceptions. Also facilitated the ability to acquire DeAnthony Melton in a draft night trade with Memphis. The franchise is also hopeful that Harden's commitment to winning will include him returning to preseason training camp in a little bit better physical condition than he played in both Brooklyn and Philly last season. Clemson head football coach Dabo Sweeney knows best, or at least that's what he wants you to think. He said, quote, if I sat around and listened to all the people that questioned me for the last 14 years and did what everybody thought I should do, I wouldn't be here. We're not having this conversation, end quote. Tigers are not being talked about as a college football playoff shoe-in like in past years, which is due in large part to an offense that sputtered through much of last season. Despite the struggles, Sweeney stayed in-house with his coordinator hires and doubled down on who he trusted on offense last year. A captain from last year's Texas A&M football team has been suspended due to a DWI arrest early Wednesday morning. Aeneas Smith was scheduled to appear at SEC Media Day on Thursday, but 
stopped for speeding by Brazos County Police at 2.15 yesterday morning. Smith was given a field sobriety test, determined to be intoxicated, according to the police report. Smith was also found to be in possession of a firearm and a small amount of marijuana. Texas A&M issued a statement that said Smith was suspended. He led the Aggies in both receptions and receiving touchdowns last season. The Calgary Flames are expected to trade forward Matthew Kachuk after he told the team he will not sign a long-term extension. The 24-year-old has played all six NHL seasons with Calgary after they drafted him sixth overall in 2016. Known for his tenacious physical game as much as his offensive pop, Kachuk had a dominant 2021-2022 with 42 goals and 62 assists for 104 points in 82 games, all career highs. He had a $9 million salary last season and is one season away from unrestricted free agency. Here is another story you need to know. We are well into NBA free agency as teams try to figure out what they're going to plan going into next season. We still don't know where Kevin Durant is going to land. He has made it clear he doesn't want to play in Brooklyn anymore. Named a couple of spots, but possibly heading north of the border, at least are locked on. Raptors host Sean Woodley seems to think that's a possibility. So I have to go into every route and every possible landing place. So Sean, tell me your theory as to how KD could end up in Toronto. Yeah, I mean, the reporting was out there the week this all came out, right? Is that you know the Raptors are lurking there as a team that has the stuff to go and trade for really any superstar in the NBA, they have a lot of really good young players on reasonable contracts and also easy to match salaries on those contracts. They have all of their first round picks going forward. And they of course have Scotty Barnes, who has clearly been from all the reporting, the apple of the Nets eye on this one, but the Raptors are under no obligation right now to offer Scotty Barnes because the offers around the league are nowhere remotely close to what Scotty Barnes would be as a return for the Nets. And so if the Raptors are going to get KD, I think it's because the Nets end up settling at some point here. And the Raptors have the best package to settle for. You know, if they're going to go and get, uh, you know, some sort of young star akin to a Scotty Barnes, then the Raptors are probably just going to say, you know what, we're going to hang out with our 20-year-old wonderkind who just won Rookie of the Year and be just fine with that. But if the Nets start looking around and they get closer and closer to the reality of bringing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving back for the regular season... I wonder if the game of chicken starts to tilt towards Masai Ujiri, which the man's won many a game of chicken against other GMs in the NBA over the years. And I guess for me, my question for the Nets is how willing are they to bring back Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to the regular season and ride this thing out until maybe a DeAndre Ayton trade becomes legal or something else comes up down the line. And Mm -hmm. to me, just, just from the outside, I don't know the inner workings of the Nets, but it feels a little like inviting cousin it to your kid's birthday party. Uh, not cousin it, the clown from it. I ruined the joke. The clown from <laughs> it to your kid's birthday party. That like that's what it seems like to be bringing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving back to a place they've both said we don't really like it here anymore. You've already said you don't want them there anymore, and that you just want to be over with this. Joe Sy said that like the week after the trade demand, and so I'm just curious how long the Nets hold out. But if the Raptors are still there waiting. 
they have a really good offer they could potentially throw, including OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr. They could go Pascal Siakam if they wanted to go big, although I think the appeal of KD on the Raptors is pairing him with Pascal. You've got, of course, Presses Achua as a really nice young piece to potentially sweeten the pot with, too. I think they had the pieces there. They don't have the best offer probably out there if other teams want to go and get crazy with it because I don't think they're putting Barnes on the table. But as a settle offer, I think they have probably the best package the Nets could hope for if they don't want to ride this thing out to the regular season. Of that offer that, you know, could be available to get KD, is there a time limit on that? Because at a certain point in the offseason, you know, you got to think this isn't happening. How can we better ourselves for this upcoming season and long term? I think for Kevin Durant, you probably don't put an exp- like a time ex- expiration date on it just because, you know, as much as OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. and Precious Achua are awesome players, they're not Kevin Durant. Like, is Kevin freaking Durant? And I keep having to remind, like, Raptors fans who, who watch my own show and, you know, comment, like, I wouldn't trade anything for Kevin Durant. It's like, folks. It's Kevin Durant. Like, what are we talking about here? We've seen him play basketball, right? Like, of course you trade a lot to get him. I don't think you trade Scotty Barnes to get who was 14 years younger without the injury history. And he's on a rookie contract and all that stuff. But I I certainly think that, you know, guys like OG and Precious and Trent are very attractive pieces to want to potentially, you know, move out for a guy like KD and still think you have enough left over behind, like a big four of Scotty Barnes, Kevin Durant, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet. That's a problem for every team in the Eastern Conference, every team in the NBA. And I think if that's the cost, you have to do it. And I I think you probably keep that offer on the table as long as you can until the Nets either balk and and go with something else or they say, all right, fine, we'll do it, I guess. And we also have to take into account here because Kevin Durant gets unhappy places, right? So if this isn't necessarily what he wants and they try to make this happen, how, what kind of guy you're getting up there, but you're right. I mean, what is that going to look like if you have KD with what's left? Do you feel like that's a championship contender no matter what? I think it's a championship contender. It might not be the best team in the NBA because you're a little bit thin. You know, you'll have to be asking a lot of Otto Porter Jr. who's had some injury issues who they just signed and Thad Young and Chris Boucher, and you'll need some back-end bench guys to develop along. But I think, you know, the whole question of KD even wanting to come to Toronto is a valid one, right? You know, the Raptors, I think, aren't really a team that can afford to go and make a huge pitch for, like, for a guy like KD without knowing he's going to want to be around that can set you back a long time and really sort of muddy the the thing that you've kind of built here, which has been very much about internal development and being patient and growing with it. And so they would have to get in a room, I think, with KD before pulling the trigger on a deal just to make sure they have the all clear from him. I do get the inkling, though, that he'd probably be pretty all right playing for Toronto. The thing that happens all the time is players come to Toronto they're like, oh, a new country, this is all. But then they realize, oh, this is just basically like Chicago, but it like it also like, and with the same weather, like, oh, it's just Chicago, but we, it's Canadian and everyone's nice and friendly. And there's Tim Hortons is everywhere. Like the, people love Toronto once they get here. They've shown time and time again, Kyle Lowry signed three contracts here. DeMar DeRozan signed a bunch of contracts here. It was apoplectic when he was sent out of town. Lots of guys come to Toronto, realize, hey, this is a pretty awesome place to be. And I know folks will point to Kawhi Leonard and say, well, Kawhi, he left. Well, he was always leaving. Everyone kind of knew that. That was part of the deal when the Raptors made the deal. And honestly, they made a pretty good pitch and he almost ended up staying anyway. And so, you know, that I think is the exception and not the rule. And I think if they got KD in town, Fred Van Vliet is such a great culture setter for this team. I feel like he'd kind of take him under the wing. Pascal Siakam, same thing. They, these guys have been here a long time. And this is a franchise that knows how to win. They have been one of the most successful franchises in the NBA 
for like a decade now, which is weird to me, a guy who grew up watching the Brian Colangelo, Andrea Bargnani Raptors, but that's just the way it is now. And I think if KD were to come to Toronto, assuming they get his blessing before pulling the trigger on a deal, I think they could probably count on a happy four years. And if not, then maybe you have to revisit trading him down the line. And that is another great complication to sort of consider in all the calculus of, do you actually go and put your best offer on the table? You can stay up to date on the Toronto Raptors and subscribe to Locked On Sports Today and the Locked On Raptors podcast on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Each day this week, Locked On is bringing you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Currently available on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course on YouTube. Coming up, the quarterbacks in the AFC that everyone is overlooking. Yep, even you too. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for your gambling needs. If Juan Soto is traded, Bet Online actually favors an in division move. The New York Mets are Bet Online's top landing spot for Soto with plus 400 odds. The rest of Bet Online's top five landing spots look like this the Yankees are at plus 525, the Giants plus 550 the Dodgers plus 600, and a three-way tie between the Blue Jays, Cardinals, and Padres, all with odds at plus 700. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Locked on NFL is bringing you the top 50 players who move the odds for bet online this week, and we are now into the quarterbacks. With the weapons he now has around him and a brand new coach, you would think Derek Carr would maybe be a top 10 player, but that's not the case. Your boy Q covers the Las Vegas Raiders every day on Locked on Raiders, and he is certainly not okay with this call. And I'm your boy Q here to talk about Derek Carr and where he lands on the top 50 most valuable players in the NFL, especially after landing his college teammate in Devontae Adams, a brand new weapon to team up with Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. Oh, by the way, they have a brand new play caller and Josh McDaniels who takes over as the head coach of the silver and black. So does that get Derek Carr into the top 10? Well, not quite. They got him coming in at number 12 right now. And I'll say, I look at some of the quarterbacks on this list and most of them I agree with, but I'll say there's a couple there on there that I think may be on that list in top 10 a little too soon. Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, even Kyler Murray. Those guys are on the list and in the top 10. Derek Carr's on the outside looking in. Maybe with the big-time season from him and Devontae Adams and the rest of the weapons, he'll be inside the top 10 in 2023. But for now, he's in number 12. He's slotted in at number 12 on the top 50 most valuable list. Wherever you fall on this debate, Derek Carr is certainly going to have a make-it-or-break-it year. Now that he has Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in football and is one of his best friends, of course, this is really his time to shine and to show how good of a quarterback he truly is. And finally, Miami's new head football coach is apparently too school for cool. The Miami Hurricanes are ditching the turnover chain for the 2022 season. First-year head coach Mario Cristobal told that to Action Network on Wednesday. He said, quote, it's not part of our culture. End quote. Miami's turnover chain is an oversized 36 inch, 2.5 kilogram, 10 karat gold chain. It's worn by the players on the sideline after they force a turnover. It's been used by the school since the first game of the 2017 season. It's awesome. This is a terrible mistake. And hopefully, Coach Cristobal changes his mind. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast. Make that your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, could Jimmy G make sense in Pittsburgh? At least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.